Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. And I'm happy to be reunited on the On3 network with my good friend, Matthew Bruni, covering LSU with me now on TheBengalTiger.com. But we cut our teeth together covering SMU in North Texas back at 24-7. And now he joins me to preview SMU North Texas this week. Season opener for the Mustangs. Second game for the Mean Green. Matty B, thanks for joining the pod. How are you? Um, thanks for having me. This is, uh, you know, uh, first weekend of us working together. It's our school is playing each other. So um, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm ready to talk about this game. The good thing for me when bringing you on is uh, got plenty to talk about. North Texas already played UTEP, pulled away in the second half. Um, take me through that game because watching it, lightning delay, um, sloppy by both sides early, I think. Um, but eventually just too much mean green for uh, UTEP, and, and they kind of pulled away. What did you see in the second half that made all the difference? Yeah, it's like you said, got off to a slow start. Uh, UTEP actually missed a field goal and then got stopped at the one um, on a fourth and goal uh, with the, where they fumbled the snap and ended up not, not converting. So, I mean, in theory, it could have been 10-0 UTEP right away. Um, obviously, even if that would have happened, I think North Texas still had a good chance, uh, regardless with how the game played out. Uh, eventually the North Texas run game really took shape and set the tone, which we knew it would coming off of last year's, uh, season where North Texas ended the year winning five straight, uh, before losing in their bowl game. Uh, that's the team that went from one and six to six and six in a really miraculous run, including a win over UTEP where they beat them by 20 points um and so we knew it was going to have a lot of similarities to last year's team but you saw in that UTEP game you, you lead off with the run game you have four backs there that can really all get the job done and with Oscar Attaway back who was a highly rated guy out of high school uh in Arkansas and he missed the entire season last year uh, because of an injury so to have him back, the run game was really strong. Austin Ani played one of his better games as a North Texas quarterback, which isn't the highest you know bar to reach, but still, I mean, to to, to show three touchdowns, no picks, uh, I think fifty five percent completion percentage, which is about his career average. Overall, I feel better about the receiving core than I did last year, and I think that's what kind of led to them pulling away from UTEP. And the defense really buckled down in the second half. Yeah, I want to touch on the defense uh, because, uh, you know, Phil Bennett got a lot of praise from Rhett Lashley when we talked with him on Wednesday. Um, you know, even joked, you know, hey, I said to him this summer, take it easy on us uh, in game one for us. And look, I think that North Texas defense, they they kind of always find a way to play with an edge. And I, I think that's a part of Phil Bennett's, you know, just whole ability to pull that out of them. They were a little sloppy in terms of some undisciplined penalties, but I think kind of early in the season, as a team is finding its way, if I was a fan I, or or just even you know a coach, I would want to see a team that you want to rein back in a little bit of that aggression. And I think that's why I I see this game kind of you know being close, especially early on. Um, is is that defensive edge that they have? I'm interested to see how healthy SMU is at the wide receiver position because they have three of the fastest guys on the team all in red this week um, in Jake Bailey, um, Teddy Knox, and and um, uh, Jordan Curley but if those guys are playing a lot you know can they exploit that secondary uh, for North Texas uh, which you know did lose uh, Jordan Davis I believe uh, yeah. defensive yep. back 
to injury. How how big would that be if he can't go this week? Yeah, it would be big because because Phil Bennett and this is I, I talked about in the on the North Texas podcast I do as well. Phil Bennett in close games or when they're down, he likes being aggressive. He likes keeping his foot on the gas, sending blitzes on occasion, uh, playing some man to man on the outside which UTEP did take advantage of at times, uh, which led to one of their scores. I think a safety was on a receiver, and it was kind of just a cross match, and uh, Gavin Harrison from UTEP just threw it up there, and uh, they made a play. Last year, the defense, I believe, ranked in the 90s in uh, EPA uh, in uh, against the pass, whereas in the run game, they were top 20. So you saw last year where they had Deonoville and they had the Murphy twins. Um, for those that don't know, the Murphy twins transferred to UCLA and they're going to start over there. They're great players. A lot of last year's success was on the defensive line and they kind of just built their defense around that with so much change on the defensive line. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, with SMU being as potent as they are every year, how he approaches it. Because once they got up on UTEP, they kind of just played real conservatively and you let, you know, Gavin Hardison beat you and he can't do it. And so the game kind of just played out to a script uh, once they got a, a, you know, a double digit lead. But I think with SMU, it's going to be interesting to see if they need John Davis to go because the cornerback combination of John Davis, who was from Texas tech and, um, and Deshaun Gaddy, who was a highly rated guy out of, out of high school by North Texas standards. I mean, that's that's a really solid cornerback duo. So you need both of them. And I think the depth and secondary is a little bit of concern. So John Davis is a big piece for what they want to do. And Phil Bennett is definitely going to be aggressive um, early on in this game and make you uh, maybe hopefully for them force SMU into some into some mistakes. Yeah. And then Katie Davis, um, you know, the linebacker uh, for North Texas, what does he bring to the table uh, for that defense? And, and, you know, is there a way to kind of slow him down? Not not really, but it's it's interesting because, you know, linebacker is such a weird position to evaluate because some players could rack up 15 tackles and you're like, OK, well, he's not great. And then some players could rack up 15 tackles and you say he is great. It's it's kind of measured differently. Uh, last year was such a revelation for Katie Davis because I think of the defensive line in a lot of ways. And so he just shot gaps. He's a he's great against the run. Um, I, I do think that's his strongest point is. Find, sniffing out the run game um you know in coverage he's he's solid in uh pass rush he's solid but i think in the run game is really where you see him uh thrive so yeah smu could potentially maybe you send send a guy send one of the guards to get up to that second level earlier um there are ways you can attack kd davis uh potentially in the run game but i think he's just so good that he's going to get his tackles it's kind of what you know he's going to get his it's what can SMU do to limit the the pass rush and you know all the exotic stuff Phil Bennett is going to kind of throw throw at them? Tell me about this receiving core because you know you look at you know Tommy Bush in there. Um, I like Nick Roberts, the tight end. Yeah, there there Nick are some Roberts, weapons, yeah. but they were also missing some guys this past week. What do you? How do you assess what they have and what they can throw at an SMU secondary that after last season? I mean, they're going to have to prove it that they're improved. Um, you know, coming off of last year, I mean, it was that bad. There's some positivity, of course, coming out of fall camp and preseason, yeah. but, you know, they've got to show it, of course, and North Texas looks like they've got some depth at that position. Well, yeah, that it, this is the biggest difference from last year to this year. If you just want to take straight up, the biggest difference is the receiver group. Last year, Tommy Bush goes down in the SMU game. Um, I remember watching that. He done for the season. Right. Jair Shorter missed, um, missed most of the season. 
Um, so you had those two out, and then the depth just kept wearing down. They had some other guys that missed uh, left the program uh, with off off the field stuff. They le- leaned on Roderick Burns, who was a former walk on, to lead them in receptions. And so the receiving group was just not strong. And then you add that in with Austin Ani not being very good last year. Their pass game was basically abysmal, which led to them being, you know, a top five rushing offense in the country. It's kind of like they just had no choice. This year, the hope for them is that you keep the run game, but then you add Jair Shorter back, you add Tommy Bush back, you you bring obviously Roderick Burns back, who had a great year and had a really good game into, against UTEP, and you add Jay Macklin, a transfer from Missouri. So those four being your core, and then you add in other guys that were three-star receivers that were very solid as well in the back end. And somehow the receivers gone from a complete um, hole in this team last year to being, I think, sort of a strength. And so Tommy Bush trans- transferred from Georgia, is uh, looked solid in his first game. Only one catch, I think, for seven yards, which was a touchdown. But I think his potential as he starts work back is good. Jair Shorter is just a big receiver as well. Those two are really uh, big guys, 6'3", 6'4", I think. Rod Burns in the slot, Jay Macklin in the slot. Um, And then you kind of mentioned it, Jake Roberts at tight end had, I think he led the team in receptions. uh, Yeah, four for 54 yards and a touchdown. So with all that being um, at Austin Ani's disposal, I think there's reasonable expectation that this pass game should take a step forward this year. And they did against UTEP. So now it's on Austin on shoulders and, you know, you never really know how he's going to play, but if he can play like he did against UTEP, I think this team is, is in a good spot. Well, and uh, you know, worth noting too, that the offensive line didn't allow a sack uh, against yes. UTEP either. So that, that is a positive for North Texas SMU strength of that defense right now is that defensive line without a doubt, you know, from a depth and a talent perspective. So It's going to be interesting. I mean, this is a game that, you know, the the spread is what right now, uh, Matty B? Is it 10? Uh, 10 and a half still? 10 and a half. So, I I mean, it's a series that is lopsided. It's a game that always, I think, tends to, I think, start slow for the most part, um, believe it or not. I think I could be just completely wrong no, on I think, that i think you're right i think i remember the years where it was like a close game and oh, i don't know what yet was that 2019 i think where it was close in the first quarter and then smu won by like 30 40 points yes i right. yeah 2020 yeah it's it's been pretty lopsided in the final scores the last three years uh overall but i i do think 2019 was one that they definitely pulled away uh 2020 they they really you know had their foot on the gas on that one and then uh 2021 you know smu um you know pulled away again and and then, of course, 2018, your your uh, favorite game, uh, probably as a UNT student, uh, potentially, that first game of the Sonny Dykes era. Um, totally different program, man. Ben Hicks at quarterback. It was just it's wild to see, you know, looking back on that 2018 season as an aside here, that North Texas game and then the Tulsa game to cap the season and how that really kind of both of those games kind of changed the trajectory of the of the program, really. So, um I'm interested to see how this one plays out. I, I think last year's SMU's, SMU team was so conservative in terms of taking shots down the field, even with the speed that they had. I think this team is just just itching to, one, get the bad taste out of their mouth from the end of last season, but also just to be in an offense that says, go get it, go go down the field, make plays. Uh, that's a huge difference in, in you know this year's team and, and last year's team. And, you know, with a returning quarterback, I'm interested to see if they can really just you know start strong and 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 take care of the take care of business. Yeah, it's a 
I, I feel kind of like North Tech, like, you know, any team where like you're North Texas and you've played a game already. So you kind of know what you have where going against SMU. And obviously I'm, you know, didn't not covering SMU or anything, but it's like going into it just with like, okay, what exactly are we going to see? We know SMU is going to be really good. We know they're, you know, 10, 11 point favorites for a reason. Like this is going to be a really tough game for North Texas, but it's like, how exactly are they going to attack North Texas in different ways? And that's, like you said, I mean, if they, I think speed over the top is still a concern. I think the the safety position might be the weakest on the team for North Texas. Like that might be the weakest position unit. Um, I mean, which, you know, can, can be tough to say at times, but I think those two did have their moments of struggle against UTEP. So I think maybe taking the top off North Texas could be an avenue uh, if they do decide to play, you know, depending on the coverage, but then that gets into the pass rush and that's where Phil Bennett will blitz. He won't be afraid to blitz and potentially be a boomer bust type thing at times. And if that's what it takes to potentially, you know, get SMU into making a mistake at some point, you know, so that's, that's going to be interesting. And then I think at the end of the day, I've said his name a few times already. It comes down to if Austin Ani for North Texas can complete throws and sometimes he can, sometimes he can't. Uh, Obviously, uh, for those who don't know, North Texas has five scholarship quarterbacks on their roster, and none of them are in their first or second year. So it's a very, very experienced room. But Ostinani uh, has kept the job throughout the spring and the fall. So, you know, uh, he played solid at UTEP. And if he can make throws to, like I said, the improved receiver room and a talented receiver room, I think that will keep North Texas in the game. My only question is how many points do these two teams score? And I don't know. Cause I was looking at the total as like 68 and a half. And I was like, that's a lot of points, but then again, I could, could kind of see it. I, I think I had it at 66 total from, from my prediction. Um, and, and maybe a little bit less, maybe, maybe yeah. uh, 64 something like that. But I, I mean, I, I think yeah. SMU covers in this one. I, I just do. I've just got a feeling that they pull away, you know, the last three games, they just haven't, ended up being that close so um you know Denton or not you know it's definitely I'll say I'll say this real quick is um the only North Texas is not gonna like this it's I think this is kind of every time these two teams play and obviously North Texas has a significant underdog pretty every time they play it's kind of like North Texas cannot let SMU score more than 35 points like you just can't like they're you can't they're not gonna be able to match them even if it's 31 points like North Texas scoring more than 28 points feels difficult. Like, I don't think that's yeah. possible really. So their only chance at winning this game is winning it 28, 27, you know, maybe 31, 28, if, if everything in the world goes right. But obviously it's, it's more likely that if SMU's offense clicks, which it does most year as, against North Texas, then it'll end up being, you know, something like a 42 to 24 game. Like that could be like one of the outcomes. Yeah, I, I, I think I uh, need to check my prediction, but I, I think 42-24 was right around there, 42-27, something like that yeah. um, for, for this one. I've got SMU just being able to take care of business and move on to the next and kind of, you know, have a little fun with Lamar as the season opener, as the home opener um, in, in Dallas the next week. So how do, how do you see this one playing out? Um, I haven't thought about predictions too much, um, but I, I think – I think it kind of sticks with the script that we could talk about earlier where I think it stays close early. And I think the run game of North Texas actually puts them in position early to score a few chances in the red zone. 
Again, can Austin Ani make a throw in the red zone? I don't know. But I think at the end of the day, North Texas won't have quite enough firepower, which, again, is what it comes down to at the, uh, for, in this game usually. I'll go SMU. Um, I'll go SMU thirty five twenty four, thirty five twenty seven. Actually, give me give me thirty five twenty seven. Okay, all right, there we go, there we have it. SMU hits that thirty five point mark that Maddie B was talking about when uh, you know describing the keys to the game for North Texas's chances, and the Mustangs walk away with the win. Maddie B, it was fun. Thanks so much for jumping on uh, the podcast, and uh, obviously we'll be chopping it up about this game. Uh, LSU plays on Sunday, so you could keep your attention on this mm-hmm. one and uh, keep me in the loop as I'm watching DeSoto St. Francis. Yep, I-, I will let you know every time North Texas scores. I will not tell you at all when SMU scores. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, great. Now I'll uh, add a bunch of people on alerts. So appreciate the time, Maddie B. I'm glad you're with us on the On3 Network. Uh, give them a follow on Twitter, uh, Matthew Bruni. Uh, and it, there's an underscore at the end. So uh, check him out on Twitter, Matthew Bruni. Um, appreciate his time. Appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the podcast. And we'll catch you next time with a football game to talk about. SMU North Texas, Saturday night in Denton on CBS Sportsnet. So be sure to track all of our coverage and we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.